Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage, and today we're going to talk about escrows on a refinance. I think it's pretty important information and some ways that I think about to try to be cheap and save every dollar we can. When we have a refinance, and you were like, I'm giving this podcast in the month of October, and if you all know what's due next month in November, that would be property taxes. So basically, when we do a refinance, you have your hard cost. Your hard cost are your, you know, taxes and, you know, your tax, uh, I'm sorry, your hard cost are appraisal, title, recording, fees, stock stamps, intangible tax. Those are your hard cost. The prepaids are your taxes, insurance, and interim interest. So when you roll in your closing cost and you roll in your prepaids, rolling in your hard cost could be in the $3,000 range or $4,000, depending on your loan size. But if you roll in the prepaids as well, you could be up to eight grand rolling up into your loan. One of the things that I recommend if we're doing a refinance and we're trying to lower the rate, which in fact lowers the payment, the way to lower the payment even more is for you if you have the ability to bring your escrows to closing. What are we, what are we talking about here? Well. Let's just say your taxes are, you know, $2,000 a year, insurance is 1000 and, you know, you roll in your closing costs, but let's say that you're closing the end of October. Well, let's say you had to bring in, you know, $3,500 to close. Well, you're like, geez, I don't want to do that. Well, no, there's a story here. One, if you close at the end of October, you don't have a mortgage payment for November, so let's say your mortgage payment's $1,600. Well, that's $1,600 you didn't have to make. And then you get your present escrows back from your lender that you have now. So when they get paid off, they by law have to give you your escrows within 30 days. I find a lot of the times that you can definitely get that money back and more. Like I find like, and I'm just using numbers here. Let's say you had to bring 3,500 to closing. Usually with no mortgage payment escrows back, it exceeds the 3,500. So you really come out. So really the goal is, is not to roll in eight, nine, $10,000 into your loan if we do not have to. If we can just bring in the hard cost and then the prepaid, you bring up front, but then you get it all back. That way you have a wash, you're saving more money, saving on payments, and that obviously will lower your payment. And I know I'm being cheap, but I just think sometimes it's okay to do that if you have the funds. Now, a lot of times maybe people are under hardship and they're just trying to lower their payments and, and they really could pay off a credit card or two. Well, then I flip. I say you roll in everything because we're talking about a rate term refi. You may not have enough equity to do a cash out. A cash out is going to be a higher interest rate, a lot more pain and misery. So if you do a rate term, let's say you roll in those prepaids and you have three or 4,000. Well, if you roll it all in, we're saving you money. 
you get to three or four thousand and you don't make a mortgage payment, well, maybe you can pay off a credit card or two or do something that a home improvement. And that is not considered a cash out. So I just wanted to share that with you. So if you roll everything in, well, you get your escrows back, no mortgage payment, and you have a little bit of money to boot to do something. And again, it's not termed as a cash out. And again, what's that? Higher interest rate, a little bit more pain and misery to get there. And you may not have the equity. You know, when we're talking about a refi cash out to get the better rate, which is not better than a rate term, you got to be at 75% loan to value. If you're at 80, you kind of get hammered. But we're here today, we're talking about escrows and I want to stay on task. So those are my thoughts to you. Some people don't want to have escrows, but let's say we're in October, we're in October and you're closing the lender, because remember, if you close in October, your first mortgage payment's when? That's right, it's, it's December. So they want the taxes paid. They're not escrowing for the taxes, but they do want to collect for the taxes to pay them on November so that the taxes are paid. We're not collecting for taxes or insurance on a monthly basis, but you have the ability to have that paid. So that's one thing to keep in mind. I hope I'm helping you with this. And the, also the other thing on these refinances, what I really look at is a lot of times, you know, if you're paying, you know, if you've been, I got a 30 year loan, you've been paying for five years. I don't really feel great about going back to a 30 unless your finances dictate that you need to do that. But if you're doing okay and life is good, I like to see about picking off at a 25 or a 20 if we can keep the payments below and see if we can save you money. So a lot of times when we do the calculations, we're finding that we're saving you maybe five years on a mortgage payment and dropping your payments by $60 a month, then I think there's some real advantages. So I think the goal for us is to get rid of the mortgage, have your home free and clear, and do what we can to keep on track. And I do see a lot of that. I see us shortening the term if we can keep the payments at the same or lower. Uh, you know, I see us trying to lower the payments and uh, during economics that we're going through, trying to keep everything as, as low as possible as we go through. So those are the things that we have. And I just wanted to share with you in regards to escrows. So if you do not have an escrow, but the taxes are due, we are going to collect for a full year to have it paid. And the title company will send it off and get that taken care of. Uh, you know, you can waive or not, you can waive your taxes and insurance, or you can keep your taxes and insurance. I have one lender, even at 95% loan to value, you can waive it, uh, except for the PMI. And also one thing I want to share with you, even when you waive escrows or you don't have it, we're always going to collect for flood insurance. That's something that's been going on for the last year or so that if you waive the taxes in the homeowner's insurance, we are going to mandate that we collect for flood insurance. So you pay principal and interest in flood. So that's a good note to have and to remind yourselves that principal and interest in flood, if you do waive the escrows, and if you do have PMI, you have to pay the PMI in the escrow as well. Uh, but the taxes and insurance can be waived up to 95% loan to value, where that could be your own uh, burden to take care of and to handle. And, you know, just talking about escrows, you know, I think it was back in the 90s, the lenders were like keeping so much in escrows. They were like, uh, 
They had such big, huge cushions. And so that all got hammered. So now they do these aggregate adjustments. And so they can't, they always have to, you know, true up your escrows every year. And if they have a dollar too much, they've got to go ahead and, uh, they got to go ahead and, and give you back the money. So they're always reanalyzing your escrows, whether to increase your payment or to uh, decrease your payment. So those are things that you need to know. Like if you didn't bought a home that had no homestead, taxes are way out of whack. You know, as you collect for it, that could get modified and you can get, you know, every year get a little bit of money back and as the taxes hopefully go down. So those are things that I wanted you to note on there about your escrows. And so what else can I tell you about escrows? Uh, you know, when you go to closing and on your good faith estimates, you're always going to see on your redisclosed good faith estimates that we send out, we're always collecting for like 11 months of taxes, but you never see the seller credit. And that's one thing you got to remember. They're just shooting out generic disclosures. But like if you are buying a home and you're closing in October, and so the tax bill goes from January to December, and you're closing October 30th, well, the seller has to give you a credit for 10 months. You didn't occupy the home from January 1st to October 30th. And we're going to collect for four or five months from you. So basically, we get the whole year paid. We get November, December, plus their 10 months. Taxes are paid. And then we have a month, you know, have a couple extra months. Because if you close in October, you start December. And when we get to November of next year, we want to have enough. So that's basically it. And on your escrows, we're going to collect probably for four or five months, depending, and about two months of insurance. And even in your purchases, you'll see these aggregate adjustments. Like they can only collect for so much and they have to kick back whatever is an overage to you on the escrows. So the escrows are a big thing. You know, uh, I have my taxes and insurance escrowed. I like it. I don't have to worry about it. Taxes are going to get paid November 1st. My insurance is paid. And I don't have to have to worry about it and it's being collected in my payments. The only time I think that you have a real situation is, you know, the only thing is if you are purchasing a home and the taxes are super low, you're buying a $250,000 home. Those people live there forever. The tax bill is $956 a year. Well, we all know that you're enjoying the last few months of this year, but November of 2021, your taxes, and I'm just getting three grand, you know, 3,000, I'm guessing, it depends on the millage rate, but let's say it's three grand. Well, you're now short 2,100. So I always encourage people to put money aside so that when you get to December, November of next year, they're gonna say, hey, by the way, you're short 2,100. You can either pay us or we'll just put it over 12 months. Well, all of a sudden you don't pay them. You've got that shortage, plus you got your new escrows, you're up by $300 throwing you over the loop. I recommend that you save the money. And if you're short, that you're able to write a check to pay the taxes for next year for the shortages that you have and that you only have that little bit of a bump. So if it's $2,000 increase, $167 a month, you now have your new adjusted payment going forward in December of 2021 versus $320 if you don't do anything about it and that can throw anybody for a loop. So I hope you found this podcast informative. I did the refis about escrowing and what we can do to save money. And I also talked about purchases 
about the escrows and who pays what. So please, if you ever have any questions, go to my website, www.ddamortgage.com. Please subscribe to my videos. And then if you really want to get some more detail like I did today on this podcast, you flip over the podcast. So tune in, learn and grow, and know everything I can teach you about mortgages being one that if you're purchasing or refinancing, you can always stand to learn something and get educated and not be surprised and know what's going on all the way through. Didier, signing off. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.